You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready for their second of three up in Canada. And our host, Mike Janela, knows that Canada isn't really all that far away. It's all kind of the same universe, right? (laughs) Alongside Mike, it's Randy Jones, who, as predicted, is back again. I'll be on again. That's true. I'm saying down the road This will not be your last time on the couch. Let's let's not peak here too soon. And rounding up the crew, it's Mike Grace, who knows that sitting alongside our Cy Young Award winning Randy Jones is reward enough for doing this program. You You don't understand, Mike. It's a pretty big deal. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Randy Jones, and Mike Grace. Happy Tuesday. What is happening? A lot in Padre's world, and we are here to talk about it. Welcome here inside the AMR studio. We're here at Petco Park. Getting you set for game two, the Padres' That's a the second park in the park. ever game in Toronto. That's the park in the park. Petco Not Park behind park it. Park in the park. AMR Studios right here. <laughs> With a tour guide, Randy Jones. Yes. <laughs> and to your left is the old candy store. Uh, Mike Grace, to your left. We're walking, we're walking, we're stopping. Yeah, we stopped. Okay. All right, we're going to stop that and move to some of the news of the day because, gentlemen, there's a lot to talk about today. What? Really? I don't know if you heard, there was a, a player... A personnel acquisition today for the Padres that right. cost them one of their current personnel members. Melvin Upton Jr. traded uh-huh. for 19-year-old Hansel Rodriguez. That was the big news of the day. We're all shocked. <laughs> well, maybe I'm sorry, you didn't, I'm maybe not. you didn't blast him on the air. I'm not shocked. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, we knew this was coming. Uh, just a matter of now, uh, are you surprised with what came back and where the Padres go from here? Uh, we got a lot to unpack on that. We've got a lot coming on the rest of the show today as well. Uh, Jesse Agler uh, will be Skyping in from Canada. It's a different country. First international Skype guest ever, right, Blooper? Can we confirm that? Get off your yes. phone. I'm oh, confirming. All right, wow. good. First so time ever. All right, so we got Jesse Skyping in later. we got today's lineup for you. Uh, obviously, we have a lot to chat about, but uh, let's go right to the Melvin trade, and uh, you can chime in as well. Hashtag PadresSH. Let us know if you dig the trade, if you thought they could have got more or less, if you wanted him to stay. There's also the chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. So I'll set the table for you guys, just for anyone who's been living under a rock all day. Uh, it's Melvin Upton Jr. gets traded. He walks across the hallway because uh, he's playing for the Blue Jays That's now. That's crazy, man. That really <laughs> Isn't is. Isn't that weird? Nah. Uh, there have been instances in the past where a guy gets traded mid-game to the opposition. So this isn't as crazy as it gets, but still pretty weird to go back with the team in the hotel the night before, last night. You wake up, say bye at, you know, Continental Breakfast, and then you're over in the Blue Jays locker room. Yeah, yeah, the clubhouse can come over and get all your stuff so and move it. As you say, does he fly back with the Padres to get his gear and then head back to Toronto or wherever they I are next? I don't think that's going to happen. No? Somebody's going to bag it up for him? I, yeah, I think he's gonna, somebody's going to bag it up That's what a FedEx him. number is for, I think. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's how you take care of that He business. might be particular about his things. They have to be packed Stop. a certain way. <laughs> no, I'm not buying that. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm not either. So here's what's uh, – so it's Melvin Upton. He goes to the Blue Jays. He's got one more year left on his contract after this. The Padres, out of the about $22 million left that's over to Upton are paying approximately $17 million of that. And they get Hansel Rodriguez back, a 19-year-old right-hander who, uh, I mean, 6'2", 170 pounds, still has some room to grow. But he's already got a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, the kid, the thing with him is project. He's just, you know, something for down the road. So I guess first part for you guys, are you, are you happy with this trade? 
Well, sure. I think uh, any time I think the, the move was, you know, you want to move Melvin Upton, you, you know, and his salary next year for whatever reason. Also, you know, you free up an outfield spot. You have the talent, I think, right now that, you know, you might one of these one of these young kids needs a little more playing time. And I buy into that. I get it. And you got another arm, 98 miles an hour. That's a work in progress. But, you know, once again, that's what we've been doing this year. You know, you know, just, you know, fell in the minor leagues with, you know, guys that have some ability. It potentially could be Major League Baseball players or pitchers. And uh, yeah, we've got to wait and see. Between, I mean, we know AJ's probably strategy now. Between the draft, international, and these trades, it's let's get a million teenage arms that can throw 96 to 98. And some of them got to work out, that's right? A, that's a good start. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think with this trade, I'm a little more surprised at how much they had to pay down for the level of prospect they got. But I think given AJ's track record, that's the best deal that was out there. Uh, apparently there was something pretty close to being done with the Orioles, and Peter Angelos nixed that. Uh, so I think what you're seeing at one, on one level is that there are a lot of teams that are cash-strapped that really cannot take on a lot of salary at this point. So we've heard a lot about that. So I think you're seeing that in the Padres eating this money. And really they're looking at it like an asset. They're going to go ahead and eat most of this money to go ahead and buy a player. It's almost uh, that NBA strategy where you used to be able to buy draft picks in the NBA. That's almost what they're doing. They're like, it's a sunk cost. We're not going to win with Melvin Upton in the next year or two. So eat a little extra than you probably want to, but bring a guy back, like you said, really high upside. And and that's probably the most exciting thing about all this is AJ's going out and getting these really high upside. Now, the guy could totally flame out because he, he doesn't have a solid secondary pitch at this point. That What we understand is he's a fastball guy that needs to develop a curve or needs to develop a change or that's a right. slide I, or a second I, pitch. I like the challenge. Exactly. And, and you've got the guy to do it in Darren Balsley, who's who's taking on all comers at this point. Yeah, so I mean, even some of the minor league instructors that we have, I don't care if it's Bert Hooten, and, you know, have, have an idea. They pitch at a major league level. they got experience to work with these kids. And it's a work in progress. Here's what uh, J.J. Cooper of Baseball America had to say on Twitter once the trade went down. Everyone, because uh, this kid hasn't pitched above the Gulf Coast League, which is as, as low as it gets pretty much mm-hmm. in the minors. So everyone was wondering, what, what do we know about this guy? So J.J. Cooper, uh, he ranked, uh, they had ranked uh, Rodriguez 18th on the Blue Jays' top 30 prospect list, Baseball America did. Says, uh, big arm, long, long, long way from the big leagues. So, again, this is a bit of a lottery ticket, a bit of a flyer. But you do get now $5 million bucks in your back pocket if you're the Padres to spend however you want. And A.J. Preller on a conference call earlier today saying, that may go big league club, that may go international, that may go future draft. You've got that money now. It's, it is a tough, I think, pay down. Like you say, Mike, it's a lot, but it's more money than they had yesterday. And I, and I th- also think that you're, I don't, I don't care if you, if any of these guys you move, you're going to, you know, absorb some money. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's just, it's just part of one of those things. And like you're talking about, you get another arm, definitely. But I, I still think, you know, more importantly, too, is moving forward, you know, letting some of these younger guys. That's the, that, that really is what this is all about, that, I think. That's really a lot of, I think there's value there. See what Alex you know, Dickerson's I, I got. You got to give him a right. shot. You, you, you really got to see what he's got. I mean, especially he, after that home run last night. He didn't go to the third deck, man. Come on. Give him a couple starts. Third, fifth deck it went last night. Oh, I mean, right. that was a third time ever it's ever happened. First time since 1999. It's, it's still um, the upper deck, right? It's the upper, upper, <laughs> upper, five, upper, upper deck. It is the most upper deck, yeah. Semantics. Upper deck. <laughs> yeah. um, I just put a poll out, and all things considered, whether you're a fan of Hansel Rodriguez as a prospect, of Melvin as a player, of the salary, just put a poll out. Do you like the trade? 
Yes or no? Simple question. So uh, hashtag PadresSH. You can also look it up in my handle at Mike Janella, and we'll see. Uh, we'll check back in with the folks as that comes around. Now, uh, Melvin was very quick to embrace his new team on social media. Uh, his little avatar changed from the Padres logo to the Blue Jays logo within about five minutes of the trade going through. I think he was uh, prepared after sitting the last couple of nights to maybe be on the move. Uh, but he had a couple of nice things to say. So here's some tweets from Melvin himself earlier today. Uh, I'm excited to join my new Blue Jays teammates today and can't wait to help continue the winning tradition that's been built here. And then he also had some nice words for uh, the Padres as he left. Thank you to the Padres organization, fans, and teammates for all the support and the opportunity. I enjoyed everything about my time in San Diego. So uh, some classy words for him on the way out, but uh, it was a fun half season. I mean, the home run robs, the walk-offs. He, was, he definitely played himself back into yes. something tradable, yeah. and it was also fun to watch him get there. Well, Melvin Upton, you know, I think he came in this year, you know, and uh, you know, proved to people he can still play this game. He's still got a lot of ability, feels good about himself, and I think all the hard work he put in is paying dividends. And he's got to be proud that, number one, another team really wanted him at the trading deadline, and he can go over there now and, and uh, hey, maybe make an impact with, with a team that's, you know, upper division and has a chance of maybe doing something. It's funny. He's kind of a classic pro, uh, Padre reclamation project. He uh, very much reminds me of when Ricky Henderson came to the Padres. <laughs> uh, he had kind of soured on his last couple teams. I think he was a part of the whole uh, Bobby Bonilla Mets playing cards. Yeah, and playing like cards a lot of fans yeah. had really soured on Ricky Henderson. He comes here and is just absolutely beloved by the fans. Just really embraced here. Kind of resurrected his career on a level. He ended up coming back again because he liked it so much. And I think you could say a lot of the same things about Melvin. Uh, you know, really was kind of a, a punchline around the league because he was making so much money. His numbers right. were so poor in Atlanta. Hitting under 200 with a $70 million contract. And, and I mean, so to come here, and, and it, it was cool to see him kind of rediscover what it took for him to be a, a, a solid big league player again, to kind of not worry about That's the money, right. to just go out there, have fun. Uh, like, like you say all the time, don't quit thinking about it. Just You don't want a guy up there thinking about it. No. Go up there and just it, have fun. And like I said, I really saw him turn the corner in spring training, you know, talking to Melvin quite a bit and his attitude and, and his whole goals and his, his focus down spring training was really impressive. I'm going, all right, Melvin. I said, you snapped out of it. I didn't even have to slap you. Because <laughs> Randy was yeah, ready, whatever was, it oh, takes. Man, I was, but it was, it was great. You yeah, he got me fired up after talking to him a couple of times. But I, I loved it. No, it was very good. much a kind of a go west young man type thing. He got rejuvenated, had himself a nice run here. We do wish him the best of luck. Uh, he's not in the starting lineup for the Blue Jays tonight. We'll be available off the bench. Uh, but tomorrow, they already said they're going to slot him in that starting lineup. So we'll see him tomorrow in the blue and white. Uh, but, yeah, best of luck to Melvin. And now we see where the Padres go from here. Um, let's take a step aside. When we come back, we'll talk about where the Padres go from here, both in the short term and the long term. A.J. Preller hinting a little bit about what the Padres' plans are for that outfield. So we'll talk about that when we come back. We also have a bunch of tweets on what the fans would do uh, now that the Padres have this open spot in the outfield. So uh, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Let us know what you think using hashtag PadresSH. Hey, when they do come back, sans Melvin Upton Jr. this time, the Padres will be here for a, a long homestand and will kick things off with a good time on Friday, July 29th. That's this Friday. It's Party in the Park presented by Southwest Airlines. Get your chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas with airfare from Southwest and amenities provided by Las Vegas. It's a Vegas-themed happy hour before the Padres take on the Reds at 740. Get your tickets at Padres.com slash party. Jankowski, Dickerson, Renfro, Margot, Kemp, Jay, so many names in the outfield. What do you do with them all? We'll talk about that when we come back. This is Padres Social Hour.
Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Less than an hour away from Andrew Kashner, potentially the next Padre to get his bags packed in a trade against Marcus Stroman, who's also had a very good run lately for the Toronto Blue Jays. But first, we do want to keep talking about the big news from today, the Melvin Upton Jr. trade. So we kind of recapped the trade and what you guys thought about the haul and the return and all that. Now let's talk specifics moving forward. So in the short term, immediately, the Padres have no... They're down a man today, no extra help uh, because of the customs and playing in Canada and all that. So they will be down a bat. They will have someone coming up tomorrow. Andy Green said before the game today it will be a hitter. He has not specified who that will be. Uh, next thing, A.J. Preller said that uh, Hunter Renfro, Manny Margot, a lot of people think they'd get the call up. Not going to happen. Those guys, you'll wait until the typical September call-ups, most likely. It's more playing time for Dickerson or Jankowski. So let me ask you guys, is that the right move? Or do you think those guys that are tearing it up at AAA, Margot's hurt right now, nursing an Achilles injury, but do they deserve the bump up, or do you want to see more Jankowski-Dickerson? I'd rather see more Jankowski-Dickerson right now. Uh, Even with Renfro just tearing the cover off the ball, AAA? Yeah, I, didn't, I don't see where you're going to you know, push him and you know, where are we going. I mean, I want him to get some experience, but I, th I think at the right time, you got guys here that you, you need to how they're going to work out, give them some playing time, and evaluate. I mean, I, I think right down maybe a September call-up for, for Renfro and put him in the plans for next year is – you know, more of a logical way to do that instead of rushing him and, and starting the meter already on the kid. I, Mikey? I, I, I'm with Randy on this one. More so, one, you got to figure out what you've got in Dickerson. He's an older – he can't really be considered a prospect anymore. He's a little bit on the older side. Looks like a hitter. Position might always be a question with him. He may be more of an American League player, but he looks like a hitter, especially from the left side with some power. Jankowski has really shown me something, shown some real on-base skills. I, I kind of always viewed him in the typical speed guy that never really put it together and the Luis Durangos, <laughs> and we've seen so many of those guys, but he's got some real on-base skills and, and some a little bit of gap power. So I feel like he's really earned a spot, which is going to make it really interesting. If he looks like an everyday center fielder, you got to figure out between he and Margot. But on the other side, I think Red Renfro is relatively ready, but his home road splits are pretty aggressive. I'd like to see him do a little more damage in some of these less hitter-friendly parks. Uh, and, and, and really, for him, you know he's going to come up and hit with power. He really has to find a way to, to take some more walks. If he's going to be a really productive everyday player, Hunter Renfro's got to find some find a way to take some walks, and that's likely going to happen more at AAA than at the big league level. So I'm good with him. I mean, he really hasn't even been in AAA a full year yet. So that's good, Margot. He, he's a young guy for AAA, so I, I think you definitely want to wait on him. So pump the brakes on the super youth movement and just see what you got right now. That's Yeah, I mean, you've you got two right. young guys that are showing some promise. And, and, you know, we talked about the other day, you got guys in the bullpen you need to figure out what you're going to do with. I mean, Lionel Campos, Buddy Bauman, T Tyron Guerrero. You've got Matt Thornton and Carlos Villanueva taking up spots that you know these guys aren't yeah. a part of your future. You've got guys on I your 40-man that you got to figure out. So th this that. season should really be about figuring out the guys that are on your 40-man. Now, I know Hunter Renfro is on the 40-man, but you know he's a part of your future in some level. Yeah, and you got na other names. I mean, talking bullpen night, like a Buddy Bauman. Where does he fit in? Or, yeah, that Guerrero, like you said, that kind of thing. So um, the interesting thing in the short term, and we're running some tweets now on the screen because I asked on Twitter earlier, all right, so say that's the move now. You have Dickerson and uh, Jankowski. You keep Renfro and Margot in the oven seasoning a little bit longer. 
when Jay comes back, if he doesn't get moved and he's healthy and he's your everyday center fielder again and Matt Kemp continues to be your everyday right fielder, how do you balance the playing time for Jankowski and Dickerson between those three outfield spots? Or the two, really, because you know Kemp, we've seen it already this season, he's there in right field, well, let me whether you like uh, it or not. Well, let me put it this way. If, if Upton's not in the, in the formula, you know, one of them's going to be playing left field. Well, which one, on which one is it? How do you split Not on a regular basis or whatever you want to do. You split it up. Who, you know, go with a hot hand. But I know they're going to they're going to see a lot more, have a lot more plate appearances under this scenario than they were yesterday. There's no doubt about that. So, you know, I I I because they're both le- they're both one. lefties, so you can't do like a platoon split depending on the pitcher. So it makes a little bit more of a tough wrinkle. I think you go with kind of a three man platoon there a little bit with. Dickerson can only play left, but then you've got Jankowski and Jay who can kind of flop around in center or left. And I, I, I would think you start giving Matt Kemp a, an extra day off here and there. He, maybe he sits once a week, at least once every two weeks. I mean, for for everything he's done, he really hasn't taken any days off. He, he looks like he tends to wear down a little bit. I mean, uh, he's not, not he's point. not he's not playing for a contract. So I know he wants to be in the lineup every day, but you're not going to do him any harm as a ball player by giving him an extra day that you normally wouldn't. It's going to help him down the line probably. Uh, it's definitely going to be an issue. You got to figure it out, and maybe you write a hot hand. Maybe you play some offense, defense, depending on if you want Jankowski or Dickerson out there. Yeah, between the lineup, you know, Dickerson's going to be de- you know late, late deeper in the lineup, where Jankowski's top of the lineup type guy more times than not. Yeah, depending on what you might need in what scenario, and and the health of everybody else, or give somebody a day. But I, and there's not one. It's not Jankowski, and I don't think it's Dickerson that's going to be playing left field. It's, it's, it's a platoon-type situation where they're both going to get opportunities. It's going to be funny, too, with, with Jay and the timeline. If he's, like, getting healthier quicker, they're like, okay, hustle, hustle, get back so they can show something maybe move him. But if he's getting to the point where he's not close at the oh, deadline, slow him, slow him down. Slow him he's going to take yeah. all 10 days on his rehab assignment. And then, well, you know, you know he, he could still be moved in August. You know, he's yeah, got a decent salary. You deadline. You, come on, you can move even. Yeah, no, Jay could, mo- uh, Jay could move in the and, August and deadline. And Kemp, too, sure. yeah. Just that, that's when the financials, more with Kemp than Jay coming yeah, to play. But, I yeah, mean, you do have some time. you got to find out who's interested. And then if they were ever able to move Kemp, I think that's when you really bring up Hunter Renfro, like that guy is just your prototypical right fielder. You really want him playing right field with his arm and his abilities. He can even play a little center, but you really want him in the big right field here at Petco Park. So, you know, who knows if or when Matt Kemp can be moved, if that's ever going to happen. Well, but you, ideally, Renfro is a right see fielder. Kemp getting a lot of, of September off. If you do have these call ups, you got to think. think. Then, yeah, I, you mean, I, think. I would think then. Then you know. Renfro's going to get some, get some. You and know, he may, I mean, advance. credit to Kemp, he's stayed healthy all year and playing a, a decent right field for him. But you have to think maybe, you know, not to say he'll he'll be getting injured, but to maybe be preventive, you do want to sit him. Or he may just, yeah, he may come up and say, I need a blow. You know, the you know the legs yeah. have been taking this toll all year long. Because even like tonight, like he's not DHing last night or he's not DHing tonight. He's playing a lot of a lot of miles in right field. Andy Green is going to be the most interesting thing to watch for me because. <laughs> You, he's going to have to balance taking care of veteran guys, but more importantly, probably what he was brought in here to do was to develop young players. So that's got to be probably number one on his to-do list is develop the young players. At the same time, he does need to yeah. take care of these veterans because you don't want to get a reputation as not being veteran-friendly and not being able to possibly bring in free agents someday. So it's going to be really interesting to, to see him grow as a manager and to see how he handles that the, situation. The one intangible we don't know is, is like Andy's in our, our hitting instructor and all the work and hours that he's put in with Dickerson, you know, with Jankowski, 
and the impact that that's making that we don't even we don't see it. But I just I just know the work ethic of Zinter and, and how much time he's putting in with everybody. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind it's, it's making an impact, making a difference on a lot of these players. I think we saw it was just a matter of some everyday playing time to see those those things they've been working on, you know, bear fruit. Exactly. So now maybe, you know, with Dickerson in there every day, if he's your main guy and Jankowski slides into more of a late inning or a twice-a-week guy, maybe that's what it takes to get the, the Zinter magic touch is just an are everyday you, you at bat. Mike, Mike wants Dickerson in left field. Why don't you just say so? If you want him in left field, say so, Mike. I'm just putting out all Mike, the options, Mike, all the possibilities, Mike, and then know, you guys talk nah, about it. I keep hearing it. I keep hearing I, I'm with it. I, you know. I, I think the kid's a hitter, man. If you want to say so, step up, you know. You just put Jankowski in the backup role, let in guy. But I like his defense so much, Jankowski. Well, make up your mind. They got to find a way to. I love setting it on the fence, Randy. That's my problem. <laughs> they got to find a way to move Jay. I mean, that's the bottom I, line. I think. Do, like, and you do. You can do it in August. Find a way. I like. I like his leadership. Maybe he's a little bit older than in this youth movement that we have. I, it wouldn't hurt my feelings even center field a year for this, the leadership in the clubhouse. That's fair. I mean, if you want to do that, I, I have no problem. If you move him, I have no problem doing that either. I understand both scenarios. Yep. But, you know, John Jay has an intangible, I think, the way he plays the game, the way he approaches the game day in and day out. He won that uh, the Heart and Hustle Award that you are maybe or maybe not presenting to him if uh, he's here at the time. Better uh, be. Once it's that confirmed happens. I am. Yeah. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's a matter of if he'll be here or in a different uniform by that point. That's the big intangible. Hey, hey guys. Uh, I'll accept it on his behalf. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> and we got Jesse Agler Skyping in from Canada when we come back. But first, want to remind you that you can join the Padres in helping to create a world without cancer by participating in Padres Pedal the Cause. It's an annual cycling fundraiser, November 12th and 13th, starting and ending right here at Petco Park. Anyone can ride, even kids. The event is so much more than just a ride. Check out more details and learn how you can get involved at gopedal.org. Well, Jesse, hopefully putting down that Tim Hortons and taking a few minutes for us when we come back, so don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back here to Padres Social Hour 407. First pitch, Padres and Blue Jays game two of, of the historic series up in Toronto. Oh, First time ever for the Crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Now uh, every team has played on every existing city. He's that guy the 25-man roster, he, he needs a passport. You can't call him up, right? Yeah. It's a different country, well, Randy. It? That's how it works. There, how but isn't there a Canadian team in the PCL, though? Isn't there a team in Vancouver? Don't ask me. I'm I think there's a Canadian team in, in we'll the PCL. So maybe the man who's uh, not maybe in the PCL. I wonder how I Oh, no, it's in the nope. I got, call, I got oh. called up. I joined the team in Montreal. I don't remember having a passport. That was a different day. This well, is they had like uh, 12 minor league teams back then. All right. We got to get to Hey, guys, we're, we, have a, we have a very special guest oh, waiting on the other line. So, oh, and you're taking sorry, all the time. So sorry. They're in Canada, and this is the first time, so we're hoping it works over the international airwaves and landlines and fiber optics. Jesse Agler, are you there on the international Cholula hotline, eh? Uh, I think this is the very first one, right? I mean, the Cholula hotline has always been a domestic thing, so I'm uh, pleased to make history along with the Padres yeah. here in Toronto. Jesse, uh, Mr. Worldwide Agler. So you're always making history on social hour, Jesse. I don't yeah, get it. big deal. Big <laughs> deal. Uh, Jesse, our first question for you comes from a blooper himself. He wanted to really take the time and shoehorn himself in here, so well, what do you got, blooper? Shocker. <laughs> have you eaten all of the tidbits? Like, all of them? I, I have not eaten all of the timbits, uh, but Mark Grant and I did split a dozen of them. Oh, so good. 
Yeah, Tim Bits, uh, the, the munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts kind of thing. They're from Tim Hortons, which is obviously a, a Canadian mainstay. So, uh, Jesse, I uh, hope you get to enjoy them. Uh, let's talk, though, uh, what's going on. Obviously, Melvin Upton Jr., the big trade news today. Uh, we were seeing him out there already in batting practice, wearing his Blue Jays stuff. Uh, what's the mood of the team with that trade going down today? How are the guys kind of reacting to seeing Melvin now walk across the field? Yeah, I, I mean, it's not a surprise to anybody. I think everybody had a sense that this was a thing that could definitely happen in the next couple of days. The fact that he wasn't in the starting lineup each of the last two games was obviously another little bit of a hint there. Uh, but it was neat, you know, saw Melvin come over and have some time with his teammates, his former teammates, shake some hands, give some hugs, that kind of stuff. And now it's on to the other side. Did he go? You have any inside info? Like, did he go back to the team with the hotel last night and then leave this morning? Or is he in his own place now? Is there any, uh, any logistics you can shine some light on for those of us who are wondering how it all went down? I don't think it happened until this morning, so I don't know anything about that. But I do know today he had to drive 90 minutes down to Buffalo to get a working visa, like a work visa or a permit to come back up. Wow. So he actually spent much of the day on the road going down to Buffalo, dealing with that, going through the border crossing twice. Uh, and then he got back up here at about 5.15 local time. I just feel bad he had to spend any extra time in Buffalo. Who would ever want to do that? Oh, man. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you guys got anything for Jesse? Well, have? Do they still have that hotel in the, uh, in the stadium that, that the guys would actually live at? I don't know that anybody lives there now. But, yeah, it's, it's not owned uh, by the same group that used to own it. But it is still out there in center field. Uh, I'm sure you can see it on television when you watch the games here. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a unique thing, certainly, the, uh, the big hotel in center field here at Rogers Center. Yeah, you can see it kind of peeking over your left shoulder there, Jesse. You have a very picturesque background. It uh, looks real nice. I'm actually, not to like give away any you know, uh, production secrets here, but I'm actually holding my laptop uh, <laughs> up in the air to try and get this angle so that it works. Yeah. Good <laughs> forearm workout for you, too. Get, nice. and get those traps yeah, exactly. stabilized. Um, how about, um, how's Andy Green handling all this? Because we alluded to it a little bit earlier. What a first year for him from all the injuries he's had to deal with to now all these trades and his guys getting moved around. Uh, he seems like he's taking it really in stride, but for a first-year manager, he's got a lot on his plate. How's he handling uh, all these moves and the uncertainty as we approach the deadline? It, there is uncertainty, but, like, look, for one, Andy Green is very much in the loop. You know, it, it's not like he woke up this morning and read on Twitter that Melvin Upton was going to be traded to the Blue Jays. <laughs> you know, so, so he's kept in the loop, I'm sure, as the process goes on. And so he is preparing his clubhouse for this stuff as the processes go on. And obviously there's only so much he can do. There's only so much he has control over, but he gets it. You know, he, he knows what the situation is. And he's a really smart guy, and he's able to handle that. And uh, is it an ideal situation for a first-year manager? Of course not. But he's handling it very well. Well, you know, Jesse, also he anticipates this happening. It gives him another spot in the roster when you make this move. And, you know, he's probably well thought that, talked to the coaches and about what move he wants to make right now, what's best for the 25-man roster. And, what he needs on the team. Yeah, and we're not going to have that 25th guy here tonight. Another little Canadian thing, you know, between customs and all that sort of stuff, they're not going to be able to get another uh, position player here for this game. So you're playing with a two-man bench. Obviously, in American League ballpark, that's not as big of a deal as it would be in a National League ballpark. Uh, but Rosales and Bethancourt will be the only available bench players. You know, if something were to happen to Travis Jankowski, Physically, probably Will Myers in center field is what we were told by Andy Green. Uh, but obviously, that's not something you anticipate happening. How yeah. about the guy on the hill tonight, Andrew Kashner, someone else who's been uh, in trade rumors, and he's acknowledged it himself over the last couple of weeks. Uh, what's his mindset like going into this start tonight? He obviously is still the man that will be towing the slab. Uh, what's, his, uh, what's his morale looking like? It's good, man. Cash is a professional. A professional. He gets this situation. 
I saw him in the clubhouse today. You know, he's smiling, he's laughing. He's getting ready to make a start. What else can he do, right? I mean, if you start concerning yourself with the rumors and some of the ancillary stuff, you're not going to be a good version of yourself out on the mound. So I think he's handling this really as well as anybody could. Uh, you know, Cash is an intense competitor, uh, but uh, I've been very impressed with the way he's sort of taking this in stride because it's what everybody's talking to him about. One of the beneficiaries of the Upton trade, uh, Alex Dickerson, with just an absolute moonshot last night. I guess, uh, what did that look like in person? And secondly, you know, excited to kind of see this guy play a little more uh, on a consistent basis? Yeah, we'll have Alex on the pregame show on 1090 today. I mean, he, uh, he's a guy that I want to see him get at bats right now. Jankowski, too. And I think that's probably part of why this trade was made, you know, is to free up those at bats, those opportunities for those guys, and to really see what you've got in Alex Dickerson, in Travis Jankowski. You know, an entire half season of facing Major League pitching, that's an important part of the future for the Padres. And, you know, those guys playing most every day will help uh, answer those questions, I think. All right, Jesse, we'll let you go to get you all uh, prepped for later. But this was your first time to uh, Rogers Center, Sky Dome, and, and Toronto, right? Obviously for the Padres, too. Uh, but how, how are you liking it up there? The stadium, the awesome. city, everything. Awesome. Really cool city. Really, really cool city. Modern, cosmopolitan. Uh, just a really neat place. How and about the, the food in the cool. press box? Though? How about the food in the press box? You know, I'm not a big press box meal guy, Randy, as you know. Uh, but I would maybe describe well, it as underwhelming. He's underwhelming. I mean, you get there at one. Huh. You get there at one thirty in the afternoon trying to find a pregame guest for your show. Uh, on the road, it's a little bit later because the clubhouse opens later on the road, so oh. it's not as early of a day as it is at home. But uh, yeah, the the club uh, the press box meal probably not top ten in baseball, but that's okay. Everything else is outstanding. I should ask Ted Leitner that he would give me an answer. <laughs> Ted would give you a very detailed answer. Uh, break down everything that's going on in the press box. I can actually peek over now. He appears to have a plate of uh, chicken. It looks like some stuffed shells, maybe a brownie. He's enjoying stuffed himself. Stuffed shells. Wow, nice. Tastings with Teddy. That'll be our new segment. Uh, we'll get that on the show sometime. That's good. Jesse, thanks for taking the time. And uh, I can't believe we pulled off this international uh, Cholula hotline. Thank you for being the, the historic great. member. Absolutely. My pleasure, guys. Have fun. Good job, Jess. All right. It's Jesse Agler up uh, at Rogers Center. We thank him for stopping by. Not stopping by, I guess, for, uh, for Skyping in. So, Jesse, thank you so much. Uncapped Real Flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. All right. So, Jesse is getting ready for that game tonight. We'll come back and break down. Well, I want to know I'm who's sure picking up the data tired. charges. <laughs> don't know. tell Padres IT. <laughs> We're back to break down tonight's game a little bit more. So, don't go far. This is Padres Social. Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. What's happening? Welcome back into the AMR studios. Our thanks again to Jesse Agler Skyping in from Toronto. Uh, very cool. Uh, happy for him to be able to go up there and a bunch of the guys uh, see that stadium or that city for the first time. Uh, it's a great town and I uh, highly recommend it for anyone who's never been up to Toronto to go check it out. So thanks to Jesse for uh, for Skyping in. You all caught up on your notifications, I'm Randy? Done. Checking yep. your cell phone here? Uh, <laughs> let's all check. Done. How about we check uh, tonight's lineup? It's presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. If you paid attention to the game yesterday, uh, it's the exact same thing, so we won't even have to go all through it. But uh, in the first game in the post-Melvin Upton Jr. era, it's Travis Jankowski in center field. Will Myers back again at first base, batting second, with Matt Kemp in right field. Then it's Solarte playing third base, Dickerson in left, Schimpf at second, with the lower third of the order reading Alexei Ramirez at short, Brett Wallace DHing, and Derek Norris catching. Uh, we'll go to our uh, Supercuts head-to-head challenge here now as well. Now, yesterday, uh, Blooper actually had Alex Dickerson as the pick. 
And Dickerson had that big two-run homer that extended the uh, home run streak for the Padres and also got them on the board in what ended up being a losing effort ultimately. But 53-37 is now Blooper's lead. And we now go to Blooper for the first pick today. The pick yesterday snapped a four-game winning streak for the couch. Mm. Blooper, who you got? Schimpf. Going with Schimpf. Going All right. with Schimpf. Gracie, uh, it was Schimpf who was your pick last time you were on the show, and you yeah. won with him. Yeah. So that's out of your hands now. So how do you answer? I'm going to go with Dickerson. Ooh. Smart. I like it. A couple of guys who've obviously been tearing the cover yeah. off the ball up. Uh, both with a lot of power. Yeah. yeah. Up in Toronto today. Uh, Stroman, though, and we'll talk about him in a little bit, has been on uh, quite a run recently. So uh, good Good luck to the Padres' bats tonight because it may be some tough sledding. So it'll be Dickerson for the couch versus Schimpf for Blooper in the Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. Let me ask you guys this. The, the home run streak, obviously, it's a lot of fun. The Padres now are three away from the all-time Major League record. Uh, they're doing it late in games, so there's some drama involved. But they've been coming in losses more frequently than wins lately. Uh, does that take away any of the enjoyment for you of this historic yes, run? Yes, it does. Yeah? You'd rather see all singles, but Ws, I obviously. I like wins. Yeah. How about you? No, I, I love it, and I'm okay with it. For me, at this point of the season, we're not going to compete for anything of real value. So I'm to the point where I'm looking at more individual performances for the rest of the season. I want to see young guys develop more so than I really care Ooh, about wins. So drives. Yeah, no, absolutely and not. Salary. Well, for those guys, yeah, they, they are. are. Well, yeah, I mean, if you need motivation, there's motivation. <laughs> the guys that I want to see do well, it doesn't matter what they do because they're still they're, gonna get they're, the they're, they're getting right. the minimum. Their salary stuck for the next year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, no, yeah. I, I really want to see Dickerson. I really want to see Jankowski. I really want to see Colin Ray. I really want to see those guys take another step. I want to see Perdomo take another step. Uh, if Matt Kemp gets to 30 or 35 home runs and 100 RBI, doesn't it's really matter well, to me at this point. I mean, I it mean, is, but. I want to see young guys get better and see the future of this team. So uh, this team's going to struggle to win games because the bullpen is so depleted. I I've come to that realization, and, and just I'm okay with it at this point. So I want to see guys make steps in their career path. Because yeah. some people have been saying on Twitter when, like, the home run happens, you know what, it's another loss, but at least the streak's going. And some people are kind of taking just something out of uh, – some positive out of the negative of the losses on this road trip. But you'd rather still see – See the W's. Yeah, wins, wins are just a good, good habit. The, so, the streak is so random. It's such a random thing. I just think it's really fun. And it would be fun to, whenever it happens again, it's always fun to have the Padres mentioned. Oh, the Padres actually have that record. So when next time somebody's getting close, the Padres get to be mentioned about it. And it, it, it means absolutely nothing in the long run, but it's really fun, and I really hope they get it. I hope they get it. I mean, if you're going to get this close. You might as well, right? Yeah, yeah, so thanks no, for being on the side of the home team. Though. Don't don't come don't come in on don't come in second. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Well, fair enough. So the all-time record is 27. It's an American League team. The Rangers have that from 2002. Uh, next up in the crosshairs for the Padres, if they get a home run tonight, they tie the 1953 Brooklyn Dodgers, 24 straight games. Then it's the 98 Braves have 25. So the Padres could get the NL record we own without the, the major Braves. league record. We own the 98 there you go. Braves. Why stop now, right? <laughs> yeah, good call. So, uh, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. And if they do end up tying or breaking that record, the cool thing is it would be here at home. Yeah. It wouldn't be on the road. So that would be nice to see, at least, something a little, a little extra in there. Uh, hey, do want to give a shout-out before we take a break here to uh, a guy who tweeted at me earlier today, Jimbo, at Jimmy ID, uh, says, uh, cheers. First he asked me, hey, what time is Padre Social Hour on today? 
uh, in the UK. I'm like, that's interesting to know. But they gave me information. He goes, cheers, I'll be listening to you in bed, Mike, which, uh, phrasing, a UK <laughs> listener surely deserves a Padre social hour mention later. Definitely. Uh, you know, we got fans all over the world. Ozzy Villa, who tweets in from Australia. Now we've got Jimmy out in the UK and England. So Is he the guy that tried to explain excited. cricket to us last year, Blooper? I think so. He was, was trying to compare, confusing. like, crazy stats and, and Maybe. R- ridiculous non-hitting I think it was. last year. And yeah, it didn't uh, work. No. <laughs> I still don't <laughs> under, I'll never oh understand no, cricket. I don't For know a sport could. that looks similar enough, it's completely oh. different. It's yeah. out of control. I, mean, I asked Jimmy, how do you become a Padres fan living in England? And he said he came here on a vacation once with his girlfriend. They caught a game. It was, I think, a walk-off win or something. They loved it. They've come back. They've seen two games here, both Padres wins. Followed them up to L.A., watched them at Chavez Ravine, too, a couple nice. of years ago. And he says uh, he'd move here if the, if the lady let him, but that she <laughs> likes it back home. So All right, so we got to start buttering her up. Yeah, yeah, get her out of here. No, so uh, any, yeah, anywhere you're listening to us, we love having the folks that are you know, international. Shows us just the reach that you know, baseball and sports can have, and the Padres, too, coming out from San Diego. So, uh, Jimmy, there you go. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys, uh, th- we have uh, finally our hands on these earbuds we've been talking about all week. These are being given away Saturday on giveaway. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So these are the SD earbuds. I love them. They got the yellow. They got the blue. It's right on uh, the all-star colors and everything, the little SD logo you have right on the earbuds. So we have our hands on these now. You can get your hands on a pair, as Mike and Randy have them already fashioned We're in their little carrying case. Looking good, fellas. You can get yours uh, on Saturday. It's this Saturday. It's the next baseball night in San Diego when the Padres face the Reds at 540. All fans in attendance will receive a pair of these SD earbuds presented by United Airlines. You can get your tickets at Padres.com. I've almost forgotten what it's like to see a home game because I was gone during that Giant Series post-All-Star game. So I'm excited for all this coming on this weekend. You should be. be. Yeah, I always am, but a little extra. This weekend. It should be fun. All right, we're back with some more Padres Social Hour, so don't change the channel. We're back right after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. We're back on game two day of the Padres and Blue Jays series. Game two of three before the Padres have an off day on Thursday and then come on back home for that long homestand. Uh, tonight, an intriguing pitching matchup for a number of reasons. You've got uh, Andrew Kasher versus Marcus Stroman, and that takes us now to the water and sports physical therapy pitching matchup. They are the official physical therapists of the San Diego Padres. They've got both guys whose season numbers are a little bit deceiving because they're coming off some really good stretches recently and very similar too. So Kastner had that one blow up against the Dodgers. Eight earned in two and two thirds. But his other three starts around that have been great. Same for Stroman. Uh, a couple starts ago, he gave up six earned in four and two thirds against the A's. But his other three starts in his last four, he's got a one five eight ERA. So two guys that are finding their form. Kashner, though, with all of this uh, trade speculation uh, in the back of his head as well. Do you see any advantage for either side in this one tonight? I really doubt. Both of them are throwing the baseball well this second half, and you know, and, and it's. Uh, Hey, you're as good as your last start, too. You could, both of them are coming in, you know, feeling good about themselves, the way they threw the baseball the last couple of starts. You know, so, you know, they're both, they're both going to co- be competing. But, you know, a couple of strong power arms, and, and you, you never know. It's just, hey, guy that makes the fewest mistakes. But both of them right now, you know, are, are pitching up to their capabilities, I think. I'd say Andrew Kastner has a little bit of an advantage just because he's a bit of a red tail. 
So uh, <laughs> I think he wants to go out there and just prove something. A that red tail, huh? <laughs> <laughs> cleaned it up a little it's bit. It's our yeah. version yeah. of our show. For the yeah. TV, but hey, he wants He's to go out there. He's a new dad now. He's got to be careful what he says. Yeah, but you, know? yeah, and you, you know. do. And a, a good pitcher, use whatever you have available for motivation. You know, and this is motivation for him, in my opinion. So he's going to go out there and stick it to him. Ah, In those three starts, uh, besides the Dodgers meltdown, Castor with uh, 17 and two-thirds innings, an ERA of 1-5-3 himself, only two walks. He actually has gone two straight starts without a walk. He's only done three once in his career. Yeah, and that was with a DL stint in between back in 2012. So if he can go out there tonight and not issue any free passes, that could be something uh, nearly unprecedented for Andrew Castor in his career in what may be his last start as a Padre, potentially. All right, that's the Water and Sports Physical Therapy Pitching Matchup. They're San Diego's leader in aquatic and land therapy with seven convenient locations. Visit waterandsportspt.com. Uh, we asked earlier, I uh, put out a poll, however you define it, do you like the Melvin Upton Jr. trade? 55% yes, 45% no right now. I hmm. think that's, that's about right. It's what I would have guessed. Interesting. Right? Now, Kashner, if he is the next piece, uh, here's an interesting take. Some rumors floating out that some teams, the Blue Jays, one of them, may consider, if they get him, making him a bullpen arm, having like a long power arm out of the bullpen. He says, I'm a starter, but do you see that maybe being a good use of him, or is that not getting the best usage out of Kashner if you were to acquire him at the deadline? Maybe short term, if you want to put him in the bullpen, if that's where your, your weakness is, it might be something. But I think long term, you know, I know Cash, Andrew wants to be a, a starter. That's where he wants to be. And with that power arm, I mean, either way, I think he, he could go either way. But I, I think he's got more of a starter mentality than a reliever. There's teams that definitely could use him more in the bullpen than the rotation. But like Randy said, long term, you make that guy a starter until he proves that he cannot be a starter anymore. And then he will be a good bullpen arm if that time comes. But starting pitching is so much more valuable than anybody mm-hmm. coming out of the bullpen that – if he's got a shot to be a good mid-rotation or better starter, you've got to give him that shot. Does that, you think, as a short-term, because he can obviously test the market wherever he wants after this year. Say it's you in these shoes, Randy. If I say, hey, you're coming to my contender, we're putting you in the pen for this season, and then you can do whatever you want after you hopefully get us a flag to fly, would you be cool with that? Would that affect you or him? Well, it, nah, would you be cool with it because, number one, you want to win. If he goes to a contender and you have an opportunity to win, and that's where he best – this fits in to maybe make an impact, you know, in the final two months of the season. I'm sure that Andrew Castor, like myself, would buy into that, you know, and go ahead and embrace it and get get the job done. And like you say, he's a free agent at the end of the season, uh, you know, and, and to his discretion and whatever he wants, what he wants to do then. I can see him being a little upset about it because he is trying to build towards that next contract. And if for some reason a lot of teams determine him as a reliever, that's going to hurt his value. So I could see that being a pretty big negative for him I, I don't I, I don't know him nearly as well as Randy no. does but <laughs> well, I mean I, well, I would be that, concerned if I that, were him it's if, what if, role if makes you win versus what may pay your check a little bit later on next year yeah, I don't know if I think two months out of the bullpen and getting the job done there it probably be. doesn't you're right but it I could. wouldn't think so unless he's really good out of the bullpen <laughs> yeah, unless, yeah, unless he's really, you know, then, then he's just going to get more money. I mean, someone else who was big in the news this week, our oldest Chapman, remember when he first got here and they were saying, why would you ever not make him a starter? He's turned into one of the most valuable bullpen pieces uh, in the game. So there is that temptation if it works out well, the grand experiment that teams pigeonhole him that way. Uh, for Andrew's sake, obviously he wants that big starter's contract that he'll have to get in the offseason. We'll see how it plays out. Um, all right. Uh, the funny thing, too, is that if Cashner, the Orioles are linked with him, maybe potentially. Can you imagine trading Pomeranz to Boston, Melvin to yeah. Toronto, 
uh, Cashman of Baltimore, AJ Preller, uh, mm. like Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. He's just helping everybody out. <laughs> Interesting. Just stocking the arms race on a different coast. It'd be very uh, fun to see. I'm trying to process that one, what yeah. that actually means for us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many questions to try and go down that rabbit hole. All right, we're going to step away for a sec. When we come back, we'll wrap things up here on this Tuesday edition of Padres Social Hour. So don't go anywhere. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Join us again tomorrow, early show, 8.30 a.m. on Gee, a Wednesday morning. Yeah, Good luck to you. started early. Yeah, yeah, neither fun. of you will be here. No, uh, Bob Scanlon, Andy Halliburton will join us before the Padres and their getaway day, both out of Canada, out of that road trip, into don't, a day don't off. Don't forget your donuts for scan. Oh. You don't want them cranky. Ooh. Yeah, a cranky scan is not, is, not a, is not a fun scan. Hey, did you guys know that Marcus Stroman, tonight's starting pitcher for the Blue Jays, went to the same high school as Blooper? I heard. At the same time. I did time. not hear that. At the I same time. At the same – yeah, so they were there as students at the same time. So I can only imagine that Blooper was the guy, like, carrying all his books no. and doing a, his homework for situation. Well, we have yeah. – he was the star of the baseball team. I was girls, Surprise, surprise. I was girls' softball team manager. Not, also so, uh, not very, surprise. very similar. You know, now we're both in the big leagues. So he didn't play badminton? <laughs> no. But you did play So you had your varsity badminton letter. Yes. Marcus Stroman will never have that on no, you. No, but he has a varsity letter for baseball at Patrick Mepper High School. Shocking that he yeah, did that. That, yeah. that we know. Uh, did you have legitimately, did you have any interaction with him whatsoever? I went to his games because we made the playoffs for like the first time ever, and he was our starting shortstop and pitcher when he wasn't. He was like, did you understand obviously the, a Did you actually understand the question that he asked you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw him pitch in high school. That's <laughs> like all the other thousands of people, he bought a ticket. No interaction. I know. He didn't have to buy a ticket. He just went and watched. I just showed up. Even worse. He's the only high school player I've seen that made the big leagues, so it's something. Well, you both made the bigs, like you said, yeah. Blooper, so congratulations. Nice. <laughs> 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 Gracie, Randy, thank you. Blooper, uh, text Marcus, you know, tell him uh, good luck tonight, but the Padres can still pull one out. We'll give you $1,000 <laughs> if you have his phone number. And join us again <laughs> tomorrow, 830. Grace's 1000 bucks are on the table. Thanks for watching Padres Social Hour. See ya. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team.